0: Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Well, good morning church. How are we going? It's good to see you today here. And uh, my name is Bronson, if you don't know me uh, along with my wife. I'm the pastor here at Elevation Church Melbourne West. Welcome today to what's going to be a great day today. I always love our anointing services As we believe, as we set aside the start of our year to believe for God, to anoint our year. Who wants God's anointing on their year? Come on, we want God to move in our year, in our lives, in our families and in our church And so that's going to be so good where they're going to break the fast afterwards, which is going to be amazing. But we're not only finishing our 14 days of prayer and fasting. And I hope during that time you've met with God. I hope you've experienced His presence. I hope it wasn't just a diet for you, but it was you meeting Jesus spiritually as well. But we're not just finishing our prayer and fasting. We're also finishing our series called Fresh Air. It's a series that we do at the start of every year called Fresh Air, where we ask God, God, would you come and and take all the hurts, the disappointments, the sin, the worries, the anxieties of the past year? And would your fresh air come through like a cool change and change my life and come and restore my life and come and refresh me and renew me and, and do what you do best in my life? And so that's what that series has been about, and it's birthed from a desire to see God move in our lives and if you want God to move in your life can I get an amen this morning amen, amen. we want God to move in our lives that's why we're here week one we talked about renewing the mind uh, week two which was last week we talked about refreshing the spirit and we I talked about remember recount I talked about repent and also refresh others uh, I think they were good sermons If I don't say so myself, if you didn't see them, please get onto our podcast, uh, jump onto YouTube, they are on there, you can watch them as well. And uh, today I want to get straight into it. Uh, I'm going to preach short but powerful today. Is that good? good. Short but powerful because we've got our anointing service, I want to leave as much time to pray for people and for the Holy Spirit to minister to us. So it's going to be short and powerful today. My message is titled, Rekindle. The flame, rekindle the flame. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, this morning, I thank you. We've already spent time praising you. I pray that right now we spend time receiving from your word that would minister to our spirit. I pray, Jesus, that we encounter you in this moment of time. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Turn to the person next to us. Hey, you're looking good this morning. There's no one next to you. Turn to the person behind you or in front of you. You're looking so good. Uh, last week it was, uh, uh, anyway, last week was my wife and I gave you our 23rd wedding anniversary. 23 years we've been married and uh, I am so, so blessed to have an amazing wife. She is incredible. I said last week she got the better deal than I did. Uh, no, I got the better deal. I, I messed it up last week and I messed it up again this week. I got the better deal than she did because she is an amazing wife. She loves me. She supports me. She uh, uh, challenges me. She spurs me on. At times, she rebukes me. Uh, she keeps me on the straight and narrow. She is just an amazing blessing to my life. And the biggest thing that stands out is the character and the integrity of her life, which really speaks volume to me. And today, can I just say, if you are not married here, uh, or you don't have a partner, and you are searching for someone, can I say to you, look for those types of things, character, integrity, love for God, you know, those are valuable things that are going to hold you in good stead. I mean, the looks are good, and the bank account is good as well, but character, integrity, a love for Jesus is going to be a foundation for a great marriage. And uh, I just happen to luck out and get all three, character, beauty, and she even makes money and brings home the bacon as well, so... That's really amazing. And so we're in more love today than we have been at any time in our marriage. And like that's not fake pastor talk. You know, look at us, how amazing. No, it's the real honest, open reality of where our marriage is at. But, But let me be honest with you and say to you that not every season of marriage has been like that. Not every season we have felt the passion, the love, the joy for each other that we have now. There have been times where we've maybe just been going through the motions. We've just been doing the thing. We've just been, you know, going through what married life is. And I don't think that we as a couple would be unique in that experience. I think that if you're married here today, I think if you've got a partner today, you've been in a relationship, that you know what I'm talking about. Who knows what I'm talking about? You know, there are many areas in life that we experience this, not just in our relationships You know, we can lose passion for the business that maybe we have. Maybe we've got our own business. We can lose the passion, the excitement, the flame for that business. We can lose the passion, the flame for staying active, for exercising, for living a healthy life. Who knows we need to live more of a healthy life today, right? Uh, We can lose the passion, the flame for parenting, for our children. God bless them. But they can be hard work at times, right? We can lose that passion. We can also lose... The passion and the flame for the things of God and the Holy Spirit in our lives. And again, has anyone experienced in any of those areas these types of ha- things happening in your life? I think we will have all have experienced it. You're once on fire for something. It's waned. It's dwindled. It's the flame has gone out. You know, the last one where talking about the passion for Christ, the passion for God can sometimes diminish, can sometimes, you know... You know uh, um, Dwindle. I think that we can do a disservice in church to pretend that doesn't happen. Like I think in church circles at times we put on a facade to say that we are always in the presence of God and feel inspired and led by the Holy Spirit 100% of the time of our lives. And I think the reality is, is that we don't always live there. That doesn't always occur and to pretend it can be a disservice to us can I say to you today if you are in a place where you are finding that it is a little bit more difficult for you to lean into the things of God can I say this it's okay It's okay It's okay for you to say, I'm finding it more difficult to read my Bible. I'm finding it more difficult to pray or to live a faithful life. It is okay to talk like that at Elevation Church. Why? Because one of our values is that we are authentic. We We speak the truth of our lives. We are authentic. But can I say this? That there may be that you need to be refreshed by God's Holy Spirit. Maybe what you need is the refreshing of God's Holy Spirit. So take this time where maybe you are like that and meditate on God's Spirit. Be refreshed in your spirit so that He would move in your life. Go back and listen to the message from last week. I talked about being refreshed in the Spirit. Meditate on God's Word in His Bible and He will come to you. See, there's a reason that last week we spoke about refreshing your spirit. And then this week we're talking about rekindling the flame. See, you can't have the rekindling of your spirit without the refreshing of your spirit. You can't rekindle the flame of God in your life if your spirit hasn't been refreshed by God in your life. So when you've refreshed your spirit, here's what Paul says for us, the next step that we need to do. Romans 12:11 you got your Bibles, you can turn to it. If not, it's on the screen behind me. Uh, Paul says this, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor. He says, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor. What does he say? Keep your, keep your spiritual fervor. What is spiritual fervor? What is spiritual fervor? Spiritual fervor is living in a way that shows evidence of faith being alive in you. It's living your life in a way that shows evidence that there is faith in your life and outworking in your life. See, throughout my life, especially growing up in charismatic circles and Pentecostal churches, to me, spiritual fervor has always been the Christians who were the most radical has always been the Christians who were the most on the edge, has always been the Christians who were the, you know, borderline crazy. That has been the spiritual fervent Christians to me as I was growing up and, you know, into my adulthood. They were the Christians who were spiritually fervent. But yet, over the last period of time, over the last years, I've been thinking to myself and seeking God, and I think that I've had it wrong. I think, church, that perhaps we've had it wrong if we think that that's what spiritual fervor is. The radicals, the the on the edge, the, the, the crazy. See, to me, spiritual fervor is less about what you're doing outwardly and more about what God is doing inwardly in your life. Okay, I'll say it again. Spiritual fervor is less about what you're doing outwardly and more about what God is doing inwardly in your life. So you can have it all happen on the outside, but if God's Spirit is not moving on the inside, it is all action, it is all show, it is for nothing. See, the Scripture calls us to live by faith. So if you are living by faith, can I tell you today, you are a spiritually fervent Christian. Spiritually fervent. See, if you are living today and you are a parent and you are believing in faith for your children to follow Jesus Christ, there is a spiritual fervor in your life. Today, if you're believing for God's provision in your life and you are walking in faith, because maybe the bank account doesn't say it is there, but you believe in faith, you are living a spiritually fervent life for Christ. If you are believing God for His faith and His healing and His protection in these times of Omnicron and, and Delta X and Y, and z variants you are living a spiritually fervent life because there is faith in your life it's good news church you can be the radical on the edge crazy christian but you don't have to be just be a spiritually fervent christian this is good news to us today In a relationship, career, with our health, in our Christian life, there are many things, though, that can steal our passion, our fervor, that can steal our flame. And, uh, you know, these things could be complacency, difficult circumstances unbalanced lifestyle, familiarity, you know, I think we've all experienced these types of things that can erode, that can uh, chip away at us being passionate about something. And when we lose our passion and our fervor, what happens? We lose vision and we lose perspective. We lose vision and we lose perspective. And when we lose it for God and His word and prayer and church, we lose sight of our reason for being here. It's to worship God And it's to bring others into the worshiping God. When the fervor and the passion goes, we lose sight of that. And we don't realize that that's the reason we're here. The reason we're here is not to come on Sunday and hear an amazing preach that tickles your ears or to have the best coffee in Melbourne. You know, no, it's to bring people to Jesus Christ and to receive Holy Spirit power for our lives. That's why Paul encourages us to keep our spiritual fervor, our life of faith in God, because it keeps us on mission, on vision, and on purpose. So how do we keep our fervor today? Uh, I want to share four thoughts with you, but let me give you an example today. Uh, I love to grill. Uh, I love to do barbecues. And uh, so a a number of years ago, Gabby brought me a Weber barbecue uh, for Father's Day, and so it's one of the old school barbecues where you have to uh, use heat beads or you have got to use charcoal or you can use timber uh, as your f- fuel source to cook with. And uh, I, just, I just love using that. It's a bit of a process to use it. It's not as quick as a gas barbecue, right, but I enjoy to use that. Uh, but the results are delicious. Like I was talking about scotch fillets last re- week, you can cook your scotch fillet on your gas barbecue, I'm going to cook the scotch fillet, my scotch fillet on my Weber, and I guarantee you, people will love my one much more than yours, I guarantee you, that's, that's a money back guarantee, Pastor Ross will back it up, he will guarantee that statement right there, see, uh, the smoky flavour and the flame, you can't beat the weather, the thing is, it is a process. And it takes time to heat those heat beads up. They don't just ignite straight away like the gas barbecue. Turn that flame on, two minutes later you're cooking. No, it's a 30, 45 minute process to get those heat beads up to, uh, up to the heat they need to get up to. So that's why what they've done is they've created, they've developed these things called fire lighters. Does anyone know what I'm speaking about? Fire lighters. Uh, we use ones called uh, Jiffy's Fire Lighters. And there's redhead fire lighters. There's all kinds of fire lighters. But they're a product that helps you to get the fire, to get the heat beads up to the correct temperature, up to the correct heat. And so you light the fire lighters. They burn first, and then they ignite the heat beads, and then the heat beads get to the correct temperature, the correct flame, and you're ready to grill. There are some fire lighters that we can use in our lives to rekindle the flame for God in our lives today, and so I want to share about four of those today in keeping in getting our spiritual fervor. So, firelighter number one is pray for Holy Spirit fire. Pray for Holy Spirit fire. It all starts with being baptized in the Holy Spirit and with fire. That's where it starts with. That's that's where all of this is started. In Luke three sixteen, John answered them all. Uh, He's John the Baptist, he's out there baptizing uh, people and, and he says this, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come. The straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. The Holy Spirit is the great spiritual firelighter for your life. To bring the spiritual fervor of God in your life. In fact, you cannot live a spiritually fervent life without the Holy Spirit in your life and His fire upon you. And so today, I want to say to you, pray for the Holy Spirit's fire. Holy Spirit, bring your fire in my life. There's many different areas we can ask for His fire. We can say, God, send your fire to consume that in my life which needs to be consumed. The flesh... The sin, the worldly desires, all those things, consume it, burn it out of my life. We can say, Holy Spirit, send your fire to rekindle the flame in my life, to rekindle it, to be like those heat that those those firelighters, to get my life on fire again, to be living a life for Christ. You can pray for His fire to come, to spread out and advance the kingdom of God through your life and by your life into the people around you. Number one is to pray for Holy Spirit fire. Number two, the firelighter. Number two is to activate your spiritual gifts. Activate your spiritual gifts. 1 Timothy 4.14, do not neglect your gift which was given you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Laid their hands on you. Do not neglect your gift. Activating... Or, you know, a word for using, using your gifts will rekindle the flame of God in your life. Will rekindle the flame for God in your life. See, anytime you use God's gift that is upon your life, you are going to have to step out in faith. You know, God gives you a gift of encouragement. You have to step out in faith that as I encourage this person that they're going to receive it, that God, you're going to minister it to them. If you believe you have the gift of healing, you've got to step out in faith to believe, hey, as I say, can I pray for this person that God is going to heal them? If you've got to step out, whatever it is, there is a a, a portion of faith that you apply to that stepping out. And when you're stepping out in faith, what do we say? A spiritually fervent life is a life that, is, that has faith actively in it. You, when you step out in faith, you are being spiritually fervent. You are living a spiritually fervent life. And This is what I've noticed about when I use the gift that I have, when I activate it, when I use it and I, and I use it for God and I step out in faith. Here's what I find. I get more confident. I get more uh, used to using it. I get more uh, um, um, yeah, accomplished at doing it. And I find that in doing that, in stepping out and using it, I, have, I step out of faith, I get more confident using it. And then, because faith is added to it, I see God use my life and use that gift in me. And guess what that does? That gives me more confidence to know that when I do step out of faith to activate my gift, God is with me. I do see things happen through his spiritual power. And guess what? It creates a feedback loop, a positive feedback loop where now I'm stepping out of faith because I've seen God move in the past and then he moves in this moment. So it gives me more confidence to step out of faith next time. It's an amazing thing. Activate your gift to live a spiritual, uh, a faith life. It's amazing what God can do in you. So firelighter number two is to activate your spiritual gifts. Firelighter number three. Say number three. Relight the passion. The keys could come. That'd be great. Relight the passion. Sometimes... We are the firelighter and we have to stir up the flame, of, the flame of passion within us. Sometimes we are. 2 Timothy one six. For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid but gives us power, love and self-discipline. For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, Paul reminds us to fan into flame the gift of what? The gift of faith that God has given each and every single one of us when we receive Jesus Christ into our life. Did you know that God gives us faith? He imparts it into our spirit. And so Paul reminds you, reminds us, reminds me, fan into flames God's faith in your life you, me, us, at the end of the day, it's not your partner's responsibility. At the end of the day it's not your parents' responsibility. At the end of the day it's not your pastor's responsibility. It is your responsibility to fan those to fan into flames those gifts, the fire of God upon your life in your life. And, and this is where I love praying in tongues. Nothing stirs my faith like praying in tongues before God. It stirs up something within my spirit, man. It does something. It ignites the passion for God that I have within me. And when I pray in tongues, I can feel my spirit being fanned into flames. And I can feel feel faith arising. I can feel a spiritual connection to God. I can feel something, an anointing coming upon me. Uh, There's something powerful about it. And, And I don't pray a lot in tongues here from the platform. Just because I'm aware that perhaps you might bring a friend to church on a Sunday, and they may not understand what it, what praying in tongues is all about, it might be a bit strange to them. But let me tell you, I pray in tongues so much in my personal prayer life. I pray in tongues when I'm driving down the street, when I'm anxious and fearful. I pray in tongues when I need God's wisdom. I pray in tongues. I just pray, "Come on, God!" I just pray you, your, you know, yeah. I pray in tongues. Because that ignites something within inside me, the flame in my heart. And I'm not saying you have to pray in tongues to be a follower of Jesus. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is, if you would like to receive the gift of praying in tongues, I would love you to come to me and say, I want to receive this. Because I would love to pray for you to have that gift and to receive it. Firelighter number three is to relight the passion. And then fourthly and finally, Firelighter number four is to check your community. Say it with me, check your community. Those you do life with, those you hang with, those you share your, your life with, you do go to the movies, go to their home, talk to them, chat to them, they are the ones that are going to have an impact on your life. And they will have an impact on the passion that you have for God in your life they're going to wear off on you they're going to it, what you're going to rub shoulders and what they're like is going to wear off on you and what your like is going to wear off on them so today church associate with people of passion associate with faith filled spirit speaking believers and Christians that will edify and uplift you in your faith in Jesus Christ people who are encouraged and inspire you in Jesus Christ Hebrews 10, 24, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. See, I already said it, you know, church isn't about, you know, uh, coming to hear a message or hearing, getting a great coffee. Church is about coming to meet with God to experience his presence, to have an encounter with God, to say, God, I'm setting this time aside to you, Jesus, at the start of my week. But it is also about meeting and making friends with people who can encourage and inspire your faith. If you're in this body, look for people to inspire and encourage your faith. Encourage your faith. So you're going to find people here at Elevation Church who can lift you up when you're down. You're going to find people here who can celebrate with you when you're having victories. You're going to find people here who are a shoulder to cry on. They're, they're going to listen when you're sharing your dreams. They're going to encourage you as you step out in faith. That's the power of biblical community, faith community, the church. That's the power. God and others. God and others with you to stir your faith. So we're going to transition into our anointings part of the service soon but as we finish up today, I pray I pray that you would have a desire this year to say, Lord this year, 2022 I just pray God for your fresh air your wind to move upon my life. I need that air in my life, church before you today. I need that air in my life. I need it in my marriage. I need it in my my relationship with my children. I need it as a pastor. I need it. Most importantly, I need it as a follower of Jesus. I need the air of God. I believe you need it too. I pray that we would say, Lord Jesus, this year, let God's fresh air be evident in our life. Let's be renewed in our mind. Let's be refreshed in our spirit. Let's rekindle the flame and that you would maintain the spiritual fur for God this year. The spiritual fur for God is not being pumped up, hyped up. I was going to break out into one of my little rap songs from when I was a kid, but you know, you're probably not ready for that yet. You can get my album later in the year. No, being spiritually firm and say, Jesus, I am a faith-filled Christian today I live my life no matter what happens I have faith in you God you are in control you don't have to be crazy you don't have to be out there you can be out there you can be crazy we will celebrate you but you can also be you you be you is that a good one? you be you because God wants to move in your life to be faith-filled to live a life of faith to seek God and his kingdom to realize all God has for you is my prayer for you to realize all that God wants to do for you to realize all that God is going to do through you in this year in your life and your family and in this great church of elevation today let's just pray right now bow your heads holy spirit We thank you for your fresh air. We thank you for more than ever before. We need your renewing. We need your refreshing. We need your rekindling, Lord God. Would you move in our midst? Move in our midst, Lord Jesus. We pray, Jesus, that you would anoint this time. Anoint this time, Lord God. Anoint your people. Anoint your church.